0: I say that especially means you. I don't know. <laughs> I'm excited today to continue this series that we started last week called Fresh Start. Everybody say Fresh Start. Fresh start. And our prayer has been, from the uh, as we moved into it, even a month or so ago, as we knew that we were going to kick this uh, series off, our prayer has been, That there would be multiple people that would make fresh starts. And last week, we had 23 people raise their hand and make fresh starts between our 9 and 11 a.m. All right, hold up, hold up, hold time out, time out, time out. Am I at the hills? Is that where I am? Is this the hills right here? All right, because we celebrate that stuff, all right? The angels in heaven go crazy over one, all right? Let's start right now. I know we've kind of gotten used to having church and all that stuff. Y'all, this is why we do what we do, all right? We don't do what we do so we can sing a little song. The harmonies are very nice. I like that. We don't do that, all right? Why we do what we do. Chairs lined up, smelling good, AC on. All that is what I just said. Last week, we had 23 people raise their hand and make a fresh start. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Those of you that were not here, don't miss church because you miss stuff like that. You miss stuff like that. So I'm glad you're here today as we continue our new series, Fresh Start. And I'm believing for the same thing today. I'm believing that when we get to the close of this or maybe in the middle of it, that there are people that need a fresh start in their life that are just going to say, come on, Jesus, make some stuff new in my life today. Make some things new in me. Amen? Amen. Uh, Make sure that you're inviting people. Man, I've passed out so many of these. uh, Just ready for a fresh start. Make sure you grab these. They're on your seat. You can take them, steal your neighbors if you want more than, than we gave you. Go out to the information bar as well. I also want to remind you that you can take notes right here on, our, on this, The Hill's Happening. You can take notes if you'd like to. And then also, we got a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, the All-In Worship Night next week is our gatherings registration. That's our small group ministry. And so that begins next week right here We're gonna kick that off and you'll be able to register for all manner of gatherings that are gonna be happening all around the city. But see that we got baptism coming up, Hills Intro, a child dedication that's going to be we don't dedicate husbands, okay? It's just children, all right? So just so you know that, don't be registering your husband. They they gotta do that stuff on their own, okay? Last Sunday, uh, last Sunday we started off. I love pouring water in these guess, this is what y'all get right here. Ain't that cool? God loves left-handed and right-handed people, just according to how, however you hold it. All right, so make sure you go pick one of those up. Um, last week we read in Second Corinthians uh, chapter five and seventeen in the message that says anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start. They're created new; old life is gone. And a new life burgeons, that word burgeon means burst forth. It means it, it just it flourishes. It happens instantly. It says boom. And if you were not here last week, I want to recommend you go listen to that because there was some strong revelation that I feel like God downloaded to us as a church on how not just to receive a fresh start but how to walk in a fresh start. How many of you have ever started something and it only lasted about a step or two? Just raise your hand so it ain't just me, Yeah. Well, we talked last week about how we can continue this. When you get a fresh start, three things happen that we hit last week. You're created new. God doesn't duct tape you and super glue you back together. He starts brand new from the ground up. All right? The second thing that happens, the old life is gone just instantly. As soon as you make that declaration and make him Lord of your life, the old is gone. And then what we talked about last week was the fact some people say, well, I feel like the old life was gone, but it's still in my world. And that's probably because you're still walking alongside that old life when the, the word repent actually means to turn around and go the other way. So that's how the old life is gone and doesn't catch back up to you. You're running from that thing just as fast as you can. Right? Right? And so number three, new life flourishes. God wants your life to flourish. Look at your neighbor and say, Jesus. Jesus. Some of y'all ain't looking at your neighbor. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, Jesus Jesus. did not die just to get you out of hell and into heaven. Come on, get a little Pentecostal. Say, "Uh uh-huh. Say, "Uh uh-huh. Now look at that second choice and say, I'm sorry I picked you second. Say, here we go. Say this to them. Come on, my Atlanta folks. Y'all with me? Come on. Say, look at your second ever. Say, he died died. so that you could live abundantly. Come on, say amen. amen. If you want to crystallize the hills, if you want to say for five years what we've been preaching, more than that. It took us two years before we even planned it. So two years of planning and praying and getting ready. And and what we've been talking about for those seven years is what I just said. If you want to boil us down, you want to get to our DNA, that is what we're called to do. Is to help people step into the abundant life that Jesus Christ wants them to live in every area of their life. A fresh start. Come on, how many of you need a fresh start in your life? you fresh, so I'm talking to you today. I want to talk more about it, all right? One of my favorite passages of Scripture is Isaiah chapter 43 and verse number 18. It says this. It's on the screen. It says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Everybody say a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Remember that word, burgeon, flourish. Boom! It shall spring forth, and shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the the desert. I want to talk to those of you today that are ready for a change. And I want to talk to those of you today that are not ready for a change. And I want to say this very clearly. Change is going to happen. Whether you want it or whether you don't want it, whether you're looking for it or whether you're running from it, change is going to happen. If you're taking notes, that would be the first thing to write down. Change is going to happen, all right? With a U, going to happen, okay? And I'll take it a step further. Change is not just going to happen. Change is a happening right here, right now. We are in a time of change. Wouldn't you agree with that? I mean, it's been all over the news. It's been everywhere. I and mean, it's all we're talking about is the change, the change, the change that is coming and all this stuff that's happening. And you got a whole group of people that are nervous about it and a whole group of people that are excited about it. And, and to me, it feels, it feels the same as it did four years ago and four years before that and four years before that and four years before that. You got a whole group of people like, yeah, and people like, oh, like that. So where do we focus? I'm not even really concerned about the change in the nation I'm not even concerned about the change globally. What I'm talking about is the change that Jesus Christ wants to do in us, around us, to us, and through us. We can get so focused on what CNN, Fox News is saying, so focused on what the papers are saying, so focused on what Facebook is saying. Man, come on, there's the one that will scare you right there. Just Instagram you don't know what people believe until you go look on their feet oh okay that's what y'all believe okay I got you and it's amazing to me how how up in arms we get and how whatever we get when in reality if I can just focus on the change that Jesus Christ wants to do in me the great revivalist they asked him, they said, how did, how did this all start? How did this great revival start? How did, how did you see thousands of people, maybe millions of people saved? And he said, well, I just drew a circle. And I said, Lord, let revival start right here. Let change happen right here. Isn't it so easy just to look at everybody else and think how they need to change and this needs to change and we need this to happen and that to happen? And the whole time, God is saying, I want to do change in you. Wait, what? Hold up, me? I've been praying for Washington, you know? I've been praying for the Middle East. I've been believing and the Lord says, I want to do something in you. Our focus should not be so much on what God's doing out there as to what God really wants to do right here. And what God wants to do is he wants to give you a fresh start. I mean a fresh start. And we're going to spend several weeks on it because I think it's going to take us that long. Number one, for some folks to know they can have one for other folks to know they need one, and then for all of us to finally get one. High five your neighbor and say amen. And we're not really in my high five in church, but there you go. Look at this, Isaiah 43 and 19. He says, behold, I will do a new thing and it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? Look at the New Living Translation. I love how it says it. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun Do you not see it? When I read that this week, it just leapt out of me. It was like it came off the page in 3D. I've been praying for God to do something new. And I'm telling you, I believe in my spirit that God has already started something new. He just wants me to see it. Any of you ever prayed for something and you get down the road and go, man, he was working on that a long time ago. I just didn't see it. Many of us are overlooking the miracles that God is doing right around us while we're looking for something coming down the road. God, if you would just send me and you're leaning on the blessings right here that God has already started. God has already started a fresh start, Danny. It's already begun. It's happening in you. It's on you, Jody. It's all over us. It's it's happening within us. All he's wanting is for people to acknowledge it. Remember what the scripture says? Acknowledge me in all your ways, and then I will direct your paths. Lord, I need a new way. I need a new way. We'll start by acknowledging the new that I'm doing right here, right now. When I think of that word acknowledge, it's like, You know when you're walking through a crowd, you see somebody you know, you're like, "So I got you. I see you. Right? Yesterday I was walking through a basketball game, and this guy and I had on the same shoes. And uh, and we looked, I see you. I got you. I see you. So it's just that. It's just acknowledge him. Just acknowledge the start, the thing that I'm doing right now, the new that I'm doing right now now acknowledge me in that and then what's going to happen it's going to give you fresh hope that is going to continue the work that He's already started in you he that's begun a good work in you is able to complete it work of God he's good at what he does and he makes all things new I find that when we read scriptures like God, he makes all things new, and Revelations, we read it several weeks ago, it says, he that is on the throne is making this declaration, behold, I make all things new. I can find that we get excited about that, we start talking about, oh man, newness is coming, and freshness is coming, and God's going, and I think we start thinking about new blessings, and promotions, and freedom, and joy, and life, and new bodies, and new creations and new Jerusalem and everything's going to be new. But then when God starts the work in us, we're like, whoa, you meant me? You meant now? Right here? Because the issue with a fresh start is it requires change. Write this down. Change is not easy, mainly because it's change. I know a lot of you have gone through some changes lately. As your pastor, I know what's going on with you. I, I, we, we talk about it. I see what's happening. But even if I didn't know it, I can feel it. Change has been happening. Some of you have, have, have moved into new jobs, and some of you new schools, and some of you this is a new church for you, and new relationships and situations and, are changing, and dynamics are, are clicking around, and you feel like there's been a lot of change in your life already and some of it too fast and you ever notice how life just saves it all up for one time right you know what i mean it's like they all get together and have a meeting like okay here's what we're gonna do like we're gonna we're gonna do financially physically spiritually emotionally and psychologically all y'all on like the 23rd okay at the same time go No, 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 Psychologically, you're going too fast. Chill out. Wait, we're going on the 23rd, okay? Everybody on three. Go. And all this change. How many, are y'all, is it just us? Maybe it's the Ragsdale family that just sees that. How many of y'all, you see that happening? And you feel like, oh, God, what, how am I going to keep up? I just don't know what's going to happen. Many of you feel like that's been going on in your life. Well, I got news for you. It ain't over. It's not over. So just get comfortable with change. If you're going to be a believer, a follower, a disciple of Jesus Christ, just get comfortable with change. It's like the great psalmist John Mayer just wrote, I am not done changing. Out on the run, changing. I may be old, I may be young, but I am not done changing. Brian Larson made a statement years ago, and I never forgot. It. That's Brian. Brian, just wave everybody. I'm giving Brian credit. Come on, wave. Wave. Okay, there's Brian. Okay, forget. Ashley, just wave everybody. Ashley's the one you really want to see anyway, all right? I remember Brian made a statement. I wrote it, and I never forgot. It. He said, With God, there's always a here and a there. I never forgot that. It just made sense to me because most of the time I'm thinking about God right here. I need you right here. Come to me, fill me, be with me inhabit your praise, the praise of your people, right here. You know what I'm talking about, right? Aren't we always trying to pull him into this right here, come into right here, right here with me now, me, me and mine, I want here, present. But God is not just here. He's also there and there. And God is always moving us from glory to glory to glory to glory. How many of y'all like the Glory. We hate the two. I used to preach a message entitled, My Dress is Two. Where do you live, two? Because I'm in that space in between the glory and the glory, that spot in between. That's the part we don't like. When it's new, ah, it's new. It's the change that bothers. I want to help somebody with that today. Just get comfortable with the change and understanding that God knows exactly what he's doing. If you would just trust him, he's going to take you exactly where you need to go with who you need to be, where you're supposed to be. Can I hear an amen this morning? Come on. I need a good Atlanta amen. Come on. Good. Fairview amen today. Any Dixon people in the house? No, Didn't get, we don't go that far. God is never done changing us. That's why it's called transformation. It's a transforming. It takes time. And really, the reason it takes time is us. If it was God, it wouldn't take time. Because God says, let there be, and there is. That's how God works. But for some reason, God brings us into the process. I read today... uh, one of my one a, a pastor that I love uh, wrote something, and, and he said he said it's like when you b- invite your kids in to help you make cookies. You know how many of y'all know what I'm saying? I want to make cookies. Would you? all want to make cookies. Okay, come on in here. <laughs> oh God, how much time do I have? <laughs> you know, and you know you could just pop, pop 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 in the oven, boom, eat your cookies. You know it could be happen, but you invite the kids in. And they get to be a part of it. And the joy that they have as they lick the batter and just sneeze all over everything. (laughs) The joy that they have in that. And then when they eat that cookie, oh, I made this cookie. Take a picture of me. Put it right. Yeah, that's the way it is with God. Could he do it without us? Absolutely. Absolutely. He could have just been in eternity and just go, Yeah, I want people to be with me, here with me, and they all going to love me forever without sin. Boom, here we are. Boom, everybody together. Just right into everything. No, he decided to invite us into the process, to bring us in. And that's why change takes time. It's us. We're the ones. So the way you help change happen quicker is just give into it. Just say, okay. It's the caterpillar that goes into the cocoon and melts all of its identity. For a season, it's hanging upside down, just spinning in the wind, and everything it knew about itself is melting. Melting. Anybody feel that way? That word transform in the Greek means metamorphosis, just what the caterpillar goes through. I'm talking to some of you that are right there right now. You feel like you're hanging upside down, twisting in the wind. All of your identity, everything you knew about life is melting. Let me just tell you, if you will just submit to that season of the cocoon, you're going to emerge out of that thing with the most beautiful wings and a, a different mindset. But you've got to be willing to have the change go on. Write this down. God does not change, but he likes change. God's nature doesn't change. He is who he is. But he likes change. He's always moving things around. You ever notice that the first thing the disciples hear from him is, follow me. Follow me. First thing. I'm going with you. I also love the fact that he never asks us to go somewhere that he hasn't already been. In this world, you have, we'll have trouble, but be of good cheer. I've already gone before you and overcome it. So don't worry about it. Just come on. Follow me. And then the last thing you read in Revelations is, and the Spirit and the bride say, come on. What are they saying? I know you are where you are, but I want to take you. We want to take you somewhere better because he knows what we need in our life and he wants to bring us along. So instead of digging our heels in and fighting the change, what if we just yielded to it and said, okay, God, I want a fresh start, but I understand before I can really have a fresh start and continue that journey out, I'm going to have to just give in to what you're trying to do in my life. In Matthew 9, don't turn there. You can, if you don't trust me, you can check it out when you get home, okay? Um, there's a classic story of the old and the new. So John the Baptist has showed up on the scene, and John the Baptist is a predecessor. He's a forerunner. He goes, he's going ahead of the Messiah, and he's preparing the way. He's declaring this. And, and so John the Baptist was different than anything they'd ever seen before. I mean, of course, there have been prophets, but now you've gone through all these years, and now it's the the Pharisees and the Sadducees and their religious way of doing things. Everything is pious and rules and regulations, and this is how we do stuff. And all of a sudden, here comes this John the Baptist character that lives in the wilderness and eats locusts and and eats honey, and and he just barrels through and talks you, are sinners, and you're all going to die and repent. I mean, that's kind of guy. I don't know if he talked like that, but I kind of like the thing that he's this big hairy guy that just talks he could have had a really high voice that would have been kind of you know just like anyway that's where my mind just went But but he's saying repent 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 and John's disciples they're coming along with him so it's a different thing everybody say a change it's a change from what they've seen right and so here they are. So John the Baptist and his disciples, they're like cutting edge. You know what I mean? This is like parachurch ministry. We're doing stuff the way real church is supposed to be done, you know? This is, this is how things are really going on. And then here comes Jesus and his disciples, and they start doing a completely different thing. And they're not, they don't fast when they're supposed to fast. They're hanging out with people they shouldn't be hanging out with. What, what do you... And the Bible says John's disciples come up to Jesus and they go, y'all, whoa, 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 whoa. Y'all ain't doing things right, okay? We're the ones that brought change and now y'all are not doing stuff the way that you want. And Jesus says, he brings up this great point. He says, if you have a wine skin and you have an old wineskin skin and new wine, you don't take new wine and put it into an old wine skin. Because if you do, you're going to lose both. And also you don't take a coat that's tattered and torn and, and try to just kind of patch it up. No, you get, a, you get a new wine skin, and you get a new coat. And what he was explaining to them is, look, I know you've done great. It's been great what you've done, but I'm a God that believes in change. I love change. And so things are changing, and things are, are changing fast. And it's going to require you as disciples to be willing to make that change. And I'm going to say to you as the hills. We've got to be willing when the Holy Spirit begins to do a work. And I believe in this next season, this is going to be a season of the Holy Spirit doing a work. And he's going to lead us. And all of a sudden, things are going to open up and things are going to happen. And just like that, there's going to be, I believe there's going to be properties. And just like that, there's going to be promotions that are going to happen for you. Just like that, there's going to be serving opportunities that we're just going to have to come and go, Hey, guys, this is open. Let's go. You know what I mean? It's like, no. Let's be ready for it. The Holy Spirit is doing that work. And John's disciples, you're going to have to be ready to change, guys. And John, you're really going to have to change because you've got to die. I won't change. Really? Really? Because the Bible says that the new has come, but what happened first? The old is gone. All things past, but behold, everything is gone. All the old is gone. He said, don't even remember the former things. Don't even think about them. Don't go, don't go back to that kind of thing. I mean, I, don't, I think, you know, especially in this, we live in, a, we live in a country where things are good. And for the most part, people are, are prosperous and getting along. And I think it's easy just to get comfortable and complacent. And just say, you know, it's, it's okay the way things are right now. But i, I got to tell you, God is not very diplomatic or democratic when it comes to change. He doesn't like do a vote. Like, yeah, what do y'all think? Y'all, y'all good? If we do this? No, it's just like, John, thank you for what you've done. But before the new can come, you're going to have to get your head chopped off. We don't think about that with God. You know what I mean? <laughs> we think about the, oh, the new is coming. We don't think about the bloody ending that happens Joshua I know that you're mourning Moses but he's dead again God is not very diplomatic when it comes to that remember Joshua when Moses has died and everybody's mourning and the first and God's like I got a word for you Joshua oh yes please give me a word Moses is dead oh thank you for that reassurance and comfort How would y'all feel if you're mourning a loved one and your pastor show up and go, hey, just want you to know, they dead, okay? (laughs) Well, we, we got that part, okay? We figured that part out. He says, Moses is dead. Now, get up and go over this Jordan. Let's go. Come on. I feel like that's what the Lord is saying to some of us right now is, look... Change before it can happen. You got to bury something. You got to say this thing right here, as bad as it was, it's not going to be a part of my life anymore. I'm talking to somebody right there. Some of you just then, you know what you deal with and you're dragging a corpse around. And the Lord would say to you that, "Boy, I'm telling you, I'm getting Pentecostal twice today. Okay, listen, I'm telling you, it's time to bury that thing. It's time to move on. Or for some of you, it's something good. It's something that you were good at, that you enjoyed. It was a career. It's a trophy. It's your identity. And the Lord is saying, that time is over. Look at your neighbor and say, that time is over. Come on, it's time to move on, baby. Come on, tell them. Say, it's time to move on, baby. John the Baptist has to die. Moses has to die. Look, even Jesus had to die. The Bible says in Romans 8 that God didn't even spare his own son. And if he didn't spare his own son, why do we think that we're going to be able to just roll through life without having to give anything up? Again, we believe in abundant living. We believe in blessings and miracles and signs and wonders. And we believe that God wants the best for you. But I never want us to get to the place that we think we just step into that without giving something up. There's some sin in our life needs to be buried. There's some addictions need to be buried. There's some processes and habits that need to be buried. There is no resurrection without a death. We spoke several weeks ago about consecration, about putting something and saying, this is for God's use. I'm going to Put this aside. And to do that, I'm going to have to clean some things. Last week we talked about lay aside every sin and every weight. Some of you have things in your world. Some of us have things in our world that probably wouldn't be considered a sin, but it's a weight. And the problem with a weight is you you can't move fast with that, right? And the Lord is saying, would you just lay this down? I want the new. Are you ready to release the old? Are you ready to say goodbye to a relationship? Are you ready to turn in a slip? Are you ready to resign from that thing that you know you just need to write a resignation letter for and just move on? Let's go. Write this down. You cannot walk in new life while living the old one. It just can't happen. You can't move in a new life as long as you're living the old way. One more verse of the same verse you've been reading, but let me read this before I close. He said, don't remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Don't remember the former things, nor even consider. Don't even give it time of day. Don't consider the things of old. I want you to write a couple things down that I think are going to help you this next week. Before the old can go, the old way of thinking has to go. Before you can ever say goodbye to a way of life, the way you thought in that life has to change. It's a mindset thing. Write this one down. Don't let the pains of the past bring fears for the future. God is wanting to move some of you. I'm looking at some of you right now as your pastor. I'm telling you, God is wanting to move you into the greatest season of your life. Everybody, look at me and listen. This is important. If I'm not your pastor, let's just play like today that I am. God is wanting to move you into the greatest season of your life where you move in more authority and more power and more leadership and more strength and more freedom. That's what God is wanting to do in your life. But you can't let a pain in your past make you fear the future. I've been hurt. It hadn't worked out before. That's an old way of thinking. Don't remember the former things. Don't even consider the things of old. It's just a different way of thinking. I'm not even going to think that way anymore. Write this one down. What has happened to you does not have to happen again. Like the old guy said, a cat that sits on a hot stove won't sit on another hot stove. But it won't sit on a cold stove either. It may only be hot, but because that cat's been burned, it will not. Many folks will not step into something that God wants them to do because of something that has happened to them before. And in your mind, you know, well. I know they're talking about me. No, you don't. First of all, you don't know they're talking about you. And secondly, if they are, it's inconsequential. Who cares what they have to say about you? I know they're judging me. Who cares? I know it's going to happen again. I'm going to fall. I'm going to trip up. That's an old way of thinking. It's time to bury the way of thinking. It's time to to let that part of us change. For some of us, though, it's not anything bad. It's something that it's our go-to. Like it's... Yeah, it's a new thing. Oh, I know how to do that. We've done this before. Don't consider the old ways. Don't look at how things have been done before. Because I'm telling you, where God's wanting to take us now, there's not a grid for it. There's not a schematic for it. Write this one down. You cannot do new work with old blueprints. And I'm telling you, it's so easy just to go back and go through your files and go, what what happened that one time? Don't do that. Don't be tempted to do that. This is a new way of thinking. And lastly, one more thing to write down. What has always worked will not always work. When David kills Goliath, he does it with his sling. But after he kills him, he takes Goliath's sword. Because it's a new weapon. Because it's a new warfare. Some of us are going back to the stuff that's helped us before, and it's our go-to. And your personality can get you by, and your and your your looks can get you by. Very few of us that there's (laughs) both of those. I mean, good lord. (laughs) If you've got a good personality and be good looking, and you're nice, good lord, you can rule the world. But it's easy. We go back to that. We know what to use. We can manipulate things and maneuver things and step into situations. And we just know how to How many? of you all with me? You know what I'm talking about? You know what to say and what not to say and what to do and use your... The weapons that God's given you are not carnal. But so many times we use them in carnal ways. And so what I would just say to us as a church is it's time for the new to happen. God wants to give you a fresh start. But it's going to require you and I be willing to let a part of us die. To lay our pride down, to lay down our past. And as Romans says, don't be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind. The renewing of your mind. It all starts right there. When I was young, I would tell my dad, I would say, man, this hurts. It's all in your mind. It's all in your mind. Or his favorite thing is I'd say, it hurts when I do that. he said, well, don't do that. (laughs) But look at your neighbor and say, it's all in your mind. It's all all right here. And wouldn't you say that's the hardest part? Because you can't turn that off at night. And that's why people take things and drink things and watch things and try to escape. Because you just you got to turn it off. And that's why what can become something social becomes something that's detrimental because you just just want to turn that off. Today when I was praying, I was praying for you and I was like, God, how can I help us as a church to, to have that mindset change, to hand that over to you? Because that's it. I mean, without the mindset change, there's no transformation. You're transformed by the renewing of your mind. But how do I do that? And I heard very clearly the Holy Spirit, just right before I came out, I heard the Holy Spirit say, number one, you got to give me your heart. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart. What is your heart? Your passions, your desires. Hand it over to Him. All of your soul. What's your soul? Your DNA. Who? You, how God created you. What God made you to be. The destiny is in you. With all your heart, with all your soul, and then with all your mind. I think many times we're trying to, okay, change my mind, but we haven't really given over our passions and desires. We haven't really turned over our identity to him. And then one translation says, with all your strength. You're never going to be able to serve God with all of your strength if you haven't handed him your heart, your soul, and your mind, and let him do that work. Let me pray for you today. Just close your eyes.